Let's start the show by talking about my sponsor, Paloma Verde, and their new website, PalomaVerdeCBD.com. Head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and check them out for all of your CBD needs. They've got the gummies, tinctures, the salves. So if you're needing anything to maybe chill you out, something to help you get mellowed out, something for your joint pain and stiffness, go over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and give them a check out. Carlos and Vanessa are awesome people. They run a great company. And if you enter the promo code FACTS at checkout, you'll get 25% off your order. Plus, any order over $75, you get free shipping. So, I don't know what you're waiting for. Head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and check them out. Let's start the show. This episode will be completely taken out of context. Welcome to the Fact Check This Podcast. Fact check this podcast, and for those who actually watch and listen to the morning show that I do, which is the best work that I do of anything that I do, and that I, I would put it up against even peddling fiction. Like in terms of the the things that I do, all of the video work and clip work and stuff like that, I put that at the very top, and then, and then it comes the morning after, which you should definitely go find us on YouTube. And the problem with looking for the morning after on YouTube is there are so many videos that are entitled the morning after something. So the easiest way to find us on YouTube is to search for white supremacy Wednesday, and that will take you straight to the morning after show. Don't ask, just do it. You will be, you will be pleased with the decision. Uh, So then after, after the morning after I, then the next thing that I would rank is uh, peddling fiction, and then this show. Like this is this is the bottom tier of of production level work that I do, but it's also fun and and I do it for my own gratification and enjoyment, and hopefully people who listen to it get a little bit out of it. But and as I was saying, if you watch or listen to the morning after, uh, I had mentioned that I needed to do an episode where I went through the constitutional amendments and just kind of talked about them and, and not just talked about them like in terms of reading them off. You can, I I assume if you're listening to my show or watching my show, you're relatively intelligent and you can probably read unless your kids are watching this with you, in which case, what is wrong with you? Uh, But I wanted to kind of go through them and just kind of briefly touch on each of them. Uh, So we're going to, we're going to do that today. It'll be short, sweet, and to the point. We're going to, we are going to hit up the constitutional amendments. So, and now the first 10, as everybody's familiar with, are considered the Bill of Rights. It's the the first 10 constitutional amendments that were introduced at the inception of the country to some extent, or, you know, for the most part. Uh, the conventions of a number of the states having at the time of their adopting the constitution expressed a desire in order to prevent misconstruction or abuse of its power that further uh, declaratory and restrictive causes should be added. And as extending the ground of public confidence in the government will best ensure that the beneficent ends of its institution. 
resolved by the Senate and House of Representatives of the United States of America in Congress assembled, two-thirds of both houses concurring, that the following articles be proposed to the legislatures of several states as amendments to the Constitution of the United States, all or any of which articles, when ratified by three-fourths of the said legislatures, to be valid to all intents and purposes as part of the said Constitution. Articles in addition to an amendment of the Constitution of the United States of America proposed by Congress and ratified by the legislatures of the several states pursuant to the fifth article of the original Constitution. And for all that to make sense, it probably helps if you have actually read the Constitution. If you have not done so, I highly recommend that you go and you read the Constitution. So, Amendment 1, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech, or of the press, or the right of the people peaceably to assemble, and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. So uh, this one, something that always kind of puzzles me about this one is, this one expressly states, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion. Now, this gets played off oftentimes by the atheistic types or the anti-religious types as anything that the government does or that a state government does that is friendly toward religion is a violation of uh, the First Amendment, which is an incorrect reading of the amendment. As long as the state is not establishing a official state religion, then in its allowance, it is not a violation of the First Amendment. As, as follows, or prohibition of uh, the free exercise there, or prohibition the free exercise thereof. Also, there's nothing in this that states anything about a freedom from religion. I don't know where that bullshit comes from. Uh, if anybody who's listening to this is atheist, anti-religious, what have you, please explain to me the argument of the freedom from religion. Because it's not in the U.S. Constitution or any of the amendments anywhere. That's, um, and then beyond that, it's the freedom of speech, freedom of the press, so on and so forth. Um, which I think we are seeing a lot of violations of this, but it's because it is such a gray area, it's hard to tell how we properly uh, would defend it. I think there may be some, some positive things that have been done could be coming as far as First Amendment uh, protections with the current uh, construction of the Supreme Court. We'll see how that plays out over the next couple of years. Amendment number two. Uh, as everybody knows, it's the, the Second Amendment, which we're all, I'll, I will actually, uh, if you missed it, I was on with Craig of Break the Bell Monday night. We talked about a lot of Second Amendment stuff, uh, talked about a lot of gun control stuff. So go check that out if you haven't already. So the Second Amendment, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state and the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. 
seems pretty cut and dry, but it also seems to require a lot of uh, explanation in this moronic era that we live in. Amendment number three, no soldier shall in time of peace be quartered in any house without the consent of the owner, owner, nor in time of war, but in a manner to be prescribed by law. You see, I always hate when there's a uh, contingency added to the end of anything that says, but in a manner to be prescribed by law, because then that means that the U.S. government can, in their infinite wisdom, decide to just say, fuck you and do whatever they want. Uh, if I was a founding father, I'd have said, don't put that bullshit in. Let's X that out and just say, period. No soldier shall. Don't be putting in bullshit. Uh, there's a there is a particular grammatic term for what that is, that, that add-on at the end. And I can't remember what it is because I really didn't pay any attention to English. Because uh, If you can't tell, I don't... Uh, redneck is my primary language. English is just kind of secondary. But anyway, I hate it when they when they put an add-on on, on like that. So yeah, you're not allowed, uh, the government is not allowed to uh, force you to quarter a soldier in peacetime or in time of war until they decide that you have to. Some fucking bullshit. Amendment number four, the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated and no warrants shall issue, but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. And this is the biggest crock of shit that's currently going on in the U.S. Because they can issue a search warrant for your house and they can take whatever the fuck they want without any ramifications. It very clearly states in the Fourth Amendment, uh, supported by oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. If it is not specifically detailed that that is something that they are allowed to take, then they can't fucking touch it. And this is the biggest crock of shit that's going on in the U.S. right now, is all of the civil civil asset forfeiture and seeing all of these like raids and and taking shit of other people's I, this is my biggest beef with beef with the US government and this is like we are at the point of we should burn this motherfucker down if for no other reason than because of fourth amendment violations i'm not going to go too much further into it because i do have uh, there are a whole bunch of these, and I'd like to get through most, if not all of them, and I'd like to do it in a relatively uh, reasonable amount of time. So I'm not going to go too much further into the Fourth Amendment other than fuck these bitches. The, it, is, it is being violated on literally a daily basis, and that's the, that's the thing that you should be writing your congressman about. That's the thing that you should be like up in arms about all day, every day, posting on Facebook and everywhere else that you can post. This is fucking bullshit. The Fourth Amendment is being violated literally. I would say it's probably being violated right here in my county right now, if I had to guess. That's what you should be outraged about. <sighs> Sorry. No person. Uh, Amendment number five. No per person shall be held in uh, held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless on a uh, presentment or indictment of a grand jury, except in cases arising 
in the land or naval forces or in the militia when in actual service in time of war or public danger, nor shall any person be subject uh, for the same offense to be twice put in jeopardy of life or limb, nor shall be compelled in any crime, uh, criminal case to be a witness against himself or be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. Uh, again, I wish they didn't have that Hanger on the end without just profit, just compensation should just, but the fifth amendment is uh, actually pretty well used and utilized in the court of law. I'm not going to go too much into that. Uh, amendment number six, in all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right of, to a speedy and public trial by an impartial jury of the state and district wherein the crime shall be, have been committed, which district shall have been previously ascertained by law and to be informed of the nature the and cause of the accusation, to be confronted with the witnesses against him, and to have compulsory process for obtaining witnesses in his favor, and to have the assistance of counsel for his defense. I think the Sixth Amendment is pretty well carried out, except to the extent that An argument that I hear regularly, because I do kind of listen to some things that go uh, that focus around people who are in jail or have done jail time, and a lot of the times there may be some level of uh, gripe that they haven't been able to confront uh, to confront their accusers or so on and so forth, something like that. But usually, whenever that's the case, it's because they took a plea deal. Don't ever fucking take a plea deal. Like, fight to the goddamn death. The plea deal is the state's way of fucking you over and getting you to admit guilt, whether you were guilty or not. Like, And the problem is that like, court-appointed lawyers for the defense, uh, they're usually pushing for a plea deal because they're doing it pro bono or they're being paid very, very little and they don't want to put forth any time or effort into like actually making a case out of this. So they're going to push for a plea deal and try to get it taken care of as quickly as humanly possible because they don't want to fuck with it. And that's bullshit. Like that's bullshit. That's you are not being, you're not being given your right to a fair defense in that case. Uh, so if you ever do find yourself coming before uh, a court or before a judge or before a jury, don't take a fucking plea deal, whatever you do. Amendment number seven. In suits at common law where the value in controversy shall exceed $20, the right of trial by a jury shall be preserved, and no fact tried by a jury shall be otherwise re-examined in any court of the United States other than the rules of the common law. We're not going to mess with that one. Uh, amendment number eight. Excessive bail should not be required nor excessive fines imposed, nor cruel and unusual punishments inflicted. And see, the, the problem with this one, again, is what is excessive? And that's at the, uh, that's at, at the discretion of the state. So anytime the state is given discretion, it's going to fuck you. Like the, I, I feel like I think there is some extent to which um, there may have been What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, 
naivety that was involved with some of the writing of this. And like, I don't think the founding fathers may have necessarily believed that we would ever reach the point that we have, um, which is, I mean, that's cute, but that's, I can't believe that intelligent people of that day would be that ignorant of history and the fact that what we see today is literally what always happens in any form of government throughout all of fucking history. But here we are. Uh, amendment number nine, the enumer enumeration of the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. We'll move on from that one. Amendment number 10, the powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution nor prohibited by it to the states are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. The Tenth Amendment effectively says that a solid 90 to 96 percent of what the U.S. government does today is unfucking constitutional and it should be a state right issue, not a federal government issue. Period. There's a whole website dedicated to this. It's the Tenth Amendment Center. Check it out. They have great articles. They look at this stuff on a regular basis. They look at it from a constitutional standpoint. They look at it from a historical standpoint. They look at everything. Like They do great work. Michael Bolden and the Tenth Amendment Center. Check it out. Well worth your time. Learn a lot. So let's see. Uh, Amendment 11. The judicial power of the United States shall not be construed to extend to any suit in law or equity uh, commenced or prosecuted against one of the United States by citizens of another state or by citizens or subjects of any foreign state. I've actually, I need to, I need to do like a, a separate thing and somebody remind me in a couple weeks. I need to do a separate thing about the 11th Amendment and uh, its history and where it came from. It's I don't remember it right off the top of my head because it's been a while since I, I actually did the the deep dive on it. But the 11th Amendment deserves like its own uh, breakdown because it is like where it came from and what it what it actually means is a lot more in depth than what I was intending to do with uh, a relatively short episode to just cover the amendments today. Amendment number 12, the electors shall in their respective states and uh, and vote by ballot for president and vice president, one of whom at least shall not be an inhabitant of the state with themselves. They shall name in their ballots the persons voted for by president. Da, 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 the, uh, we're going to skip. Uh, we're going to skip the 12th because it is, as it states at the end, it's superseded by section three of the 20th. So the 12th has effectively been nullified. Uh, the 13th Amendment was um, the big one for the Civil War. 13th Amendment uh, does away with slavery. So Section 1, neither slavery nor involuntary servitude except as punishment for crime, whereof the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. And Section 2, Congress shall have power to enforce this article by appropriate legislation. Uh, Section two was added because the Civil War was going on. Um, it is interesting that that there is the uh, the little caveat in there, except as punishment for crime, whereof the party shall be 
shall have been duly convicted. So, so uh, you can have an involuntary service, uh, servant as punishment for a crime. So involuntary servitude is still legal in the United States as criminal punishment. Uh, obviously, they don't use that, but, you know, there it is. Uh, we're going to skip the 14th. The 15th Amendment, the rights of you, uh, citizens of the United States to vote shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of race, color, or previous condition of servitude. The Congress shall have the power to enforce this article by appropriate legislation. So the 15th Amendment gave blacks the right to vote. The 16th Amendment, uh, Congress shall have power to lay and collect taxes on incomes from whatever source derived without apportionment among the several states and without regard to any census or enumeration. This was passed by Congress in July of 1909 and ratified in 1913. Ladies and gentlemen, your income tax. Right there. Sixteenth Amendment is what fucked us all. Seventeenth Amendment is not much better. Uh, the Seventeenth Amendment says the Senate of the United States should be comprised of two senators from each state elected by the people thereof for six years, and each senator shall have one vote. Uh, I'm not going to read the rest of this. Effectively, what this says is up to that point, uh, state legislatures selected their U.S. senators. And with the passing of the 17th Amendment, it made it uh, state senators were selected by Democratic majority. So it took it out of the state legislature's hands and put it in the hands of the people. If you haven't watched my morning show, the as the outro very, excuse me, as the outro very clearly states... Democracy means government by the people, of the people, and for the people. But the people are retarded. That's the problem I have with the 17th Amendment. The more people are allowed to vote on, the more likely they are to fuck it up. And that's what we see on a regular basis. I mean, look, fucking Mitch McConnell has been uh, in the Senate for God knows how long. And clearly the people of Kentucky are retarded. The 18th Amendment. <laughs> the 18th is fun. Because um, this is this is uh, prohibition. After one year from the ratification of this article, the manufacture, sale, or transportation of intoxicating liquids within the importation thereof into and the exportation thereof from the United States and all territories subject to the jurisdiction thereof for beverage purposes is hereby prohibited. The Congress and several states shall have concurrent power to enforce this article by appropriate legislation, and this article shall be inoperative unless it shall be ratified as an amendment to the Constitution by the legislatures of the several states as provided in the Constitution within seven years from the date of the submission hereof to the states by the Congress. 
So they put a they, they put a timeline on it and they ratified it and uh, <laughs> then within a few years they nullified it. But so this is prohibition. We all know the uh, the ills of prohibition. But not long after prohibition was put into place, we then get the 19th Amendment, which is the right of the citizens of the United States to vote shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of sex. Congress shall have the power to enforce this article by appropriate legislation. So the 19th Amendment gives women the right to vote. And some would argue this was a mistake. If you see some of the uh, recent polls on women's voting tendencies, you might argue that it was a an egregious error. The 20th Amendment uh, we're not going to go into the 20th Amendment. The 20th Amendment just kind of outlines a line of succession for presidency. The 21st Amendment, uh, the 18th Article of Amendment of the Constitution of the United States is hereby repealed. So so about, uh, what do we got? 10, 12 years later, after the... Uh, after the passage of the 18th, they realized that prohibition was a massive failure and they passed the 21st Amendment, which nullified prohibition. Uh, the 22nd Amendment, no person should be elected to the office of the president more than twice. Uh, 23rd, just outline some more stuff about um, electors and electorate. The 24th Amendment, the right of citizens of the United States to vote in any primary or other election for president or vice president for electors for president or vice president or for senator or representative in Congress shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or any state by reason of failure to pay a poll tax or other tax. So whether you've paid your taxes or not, you're still allowed to pay or to go vote. Let's see, the 25th. The 25th also goes into line of succession for, so, so see some of the, some of the reasoning behind, for instance, the, uh, the 22nd, the 25th, you had presidents being removed, you had presidents being, uh, like it had kind of been a rule of thumb that the president wouldn't run more than two times up to a certain point and then uh, i think it was with fdr ran a third time and so then they established like look we're not gonna you're not gonna allow, be allowed to run or to be the president for more than so many years and then presidents get removed there's not a not really a, a clear line of succession or how they handle that for you know various reasons or presidents are assassinated and there's not really a clear line of succession for various reasons so some of these amendments are just kind of lining out the legality of how do we go about doing this stuff. Uh, the, the 26th, the right of U.S. citizen or the right of citizens of the United States who are 18 years of age or older to vote shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state. So this established that 18 years old was the voting age. Whether that was a good idea or not is. I would argue that it's not. I, 18 is too young to be voting. Yeah, you should be 21, 22 or older. Uh, I mean, I get it. If you're 18, you can be drafted and you can go to war. But 
the draft is wrong as well. And sending any money to war against their will is wrong. Like if you sign up for it at 18, okay, then that's a personal choice, but that shouldn't be something that has the potential to be forced on anybody. Like an 18 year old is not making good decisions. Uh, let's see. And then the final one, the 27th, no law varying the compensation of the services of senators and representatives shall take effect until an election of representatives shall have intervened. So, uh, senators and, and uh, House of Representatives can't change their pay without uh, an election of representatives having an opportunity to vote on it. Like they're ever going to say that uh, they're not going to agree to their own uh, pay raises. But the last amendment was ratified in, and that was the 27th, ratified in 1992 to give themselves the right to give themselves pay raises. Fucking bastards. Um, and like it had been 20 years prior to that since they had had one. And honestly, if you really want to go back and look at it, like nothing of legitimate value has been passed since really since the 21st, which was just to re repeal the, the 18th. Uh, so like the, the, not even the 20th, the 19th was really the last legitimate change to something in the nation that has happened. And that was, you know, giving women the right to vote. Um, and that was in 1920. So the U S government really hasn't done a fucking thing in 20 years. Uh, Sorry, a hundred years. These are the people who are supposed to be like making decisions and stuff, and they haven't done anything for a hundred fucking years. They don't deserve to have the power that they have. It's a joke. That's it. That was longer than I intended it to be. I wanted to give a quick rundown. I say quick, I mean to cover all 27 amendments and 30 minutes or less. Wasn't too bad. Hope everybody enjoyed this. Learned something. Give me your comments. Uh, any questions you have about amendments, any of the amendments that you want me to like do a deeper dive in. Like, like I said, with the 11th, like I, I need to do a more in-depth exploration of the 11th and really look at it more closely uh, because there is more nuance to it than can be covered in 30 minutes, like, or uh, in 30 minutes while also covering 26 others like that. I could probably do it in 30 minutes by itself, uh, but not, not, not with everything else like this. And I, I'm not, I don't intend to talk for an hour about the fucking amendments to the constitution. So um, anybody got any questions, comments, uh, additions, deletions, hit me up. Let me know. Otherwise I will be back on Monday with a brand new episode talking about who got, who knows what probably whatever I say that I'm going to talk about. Undoubtedly, I'm not going to talk about it. So I'm just not going to say that I'm going to talk about anything and we're going to leave it at that. Hope everybody has a great rest of your week, a great weekend, and I will see you on Monday.